Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Before, quick reminder, we get to our very special guest today. We are on YouTube, the Joe Vore Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Hit that bell notification so you never miss an episode. I don't know why you would want to not see our smiling faces, especially when we have Ann with us today, but if you want the audio, we are on Apple and Spotify, the Joe Vore Podcast. Be sure to follow, rate, review, and subscribe. That's out of the way, Ann. Now we have to introduce you, Lady Rutterforth. Princess Diana's aunt, member of the royal family, and it's been a while since we talked. I'm just excited. Now we have some st- we have some stuff we gotta talk about, you know. But I'm just glad that we get to to catch up. So how have you been? It's so great to see you. Well, it's so nice uh, to be here and for you to to um, interview me. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely, yeah. So so glad we're we're doing this. You know, originally we were gonna do this around like. The holiday time but you know it, it just didn't work out which was too bad um but how so now we've been almost i know i don't want to be like negative or whatever but you know we're in 2021 now we've been it's been a year since everything has been shut down we're kind of crawling out of it depending on where you're at but how has 2021 treated you so far because i know we're going to get into it you do some teaching you work with kids obviously education has been all over the place you know virtual in person they take it away then it comes back so how, how has it been, you know, teaching and being with your, with your kids and connecting with them um, here in the new year? Well, I think the year is what you make it. You can be negative about it. You can be positive about it. And I'm a very positive person. And so, so far, I believe that things are going well. Students are coming to class and teaching. Uh, it's a little bit stressful at times, but then uh, prayer really takes care of things. Absolutely. And hopefully they're listening a little bit to you too, right? They're listening. <laughs> yes. Good, good. Just as much as they can under all of their right. problems. That's yeah. right. That's right. So it's let's, harder on the students than it is on the teachers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let's throw it back a little bit. And I, I want to get to know some of these things because in your childhood, you know, we've talked before you've, you've been and you have some memories at some pretty iconic spots. So you know, just, I don't want to mess anything up. I'm going to take a look at my notes here. But, you know, let's start with some of your ma- uh, memories at, you know, Sandringham uh, Estate, uh, which is the country house and private home of Queen Elizabeth, and then also Park House, which is the birthplace um, of Diana. So, so starting with those two places, I know when we've spoke before, you have some, you know, amazing childhood memories there, you know, playing with your siblings, w- whatever it was at, at Park House, and just being around it you know what was that like for you as a young kid you know were you able to really comprehend just how special and lucky you were to be in such a place or did it just feel sort of normal to you well it felt very normal to me because these were things that we did all the time but i've been very blessed i've had a wonderful upbringing and uh but i think christmas time was a time that i really think about the most we would um all gather my siblings and myself around a very, very, very large Christmas tree. Of course, the rooms were very tall, the ceilings were very high. (laughs) Uh, But we would all gather around a big circle and they would play Christmas carols and we would sing. And of course, that was one of my fortes. I love to sing. And so they would ask me to sing a solo. Oh, okay. I would do that just as a small child. And so it was very fun. And then of course, we would all sit down around the tree and we would get our presents and and we would, would eat, and but nothing really seemed out of the ordinary for me because it was something that we did 
on a continual basis. Yeah. What did what did you sing? We, 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 I'm not going to let you get past this singing thing. We, what, what was your what what uh what song did you sing a solo? Just a song at twilight. Oh. Now that was not a Christmas carol, but it was something that I had sung before. Uh, for a, a lot of the convalescent homes, I would uh, go around and, and sing. So that was one of the songs, and it was kind of a nice melodic. Um, Good night, sort of a song. So I'd sing that toward the end of our of our little get togethers. There you go. You were you were you were front. You were the lead woman. You were front stage there. You kind of capped off the night with the beautiful medley. I love that. That's awesome. I was I was very um, pleased that they would ask me, and it was a continual thing. So it was nice. That's great. That's great. Um, uh, you know, you know, you talked about it, it being normal. That you know, so. As the years passed, obviously in the moment you said it felt normal, but as the years have passed, do you look back and real? I mean, are you able to, to realize just how lucky and just cool and amazing that was to, to have that experience? Because obviously, you know, that's, you know, to, to people on the outside, that's, you know, for, you know, like forbidden territory. You're kind of either in or, or you're out. So in those years, are you able to look back and be like, you know, that was... Man, that was so cool. I just feel so lucky I was able to, to, to you know, that was my life. That was amazing. Absolutely. Um, quite often, I'll look back and think how blessed I was to have those opportunities. Um, and they still go on today. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. not as magnificent, but I still have opportunities to, to share. And that's something that I really enjoy doing. That's great. And, and I also read that you attended the uh, coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. So can you explain, yes. um, you know, for, for the audience, you know, why that's such a big deal and just what a coronation is for those who, who don't know and can you talk about that experience? Yes. Coronation, of course, was the, um, the coronation of the queen. Yeah. Um, she was being brought into the country as the head of the country. And I think one of the things that I, my heart kind of went out to, because I was quite young during that time, um, was the fact that everything that she had to carry looked so heavy. And I just <laughs> felt like, I hope she doesn't drop any of those. You know, this is little childhood thinking. Right. Doesn't drop it. I hope she doesn't drop it next to me. And all of these silly little things that, that one thinks about. And when she came back from being crowned, a heavy, heavy, heavy crown that was on her head. At least I thought it was heavy. Yeah. And she walked very serenely and very stately down that very long um, Abbey walkway. And, oh, my goodness, I was just praying that, you know, that crown would, wouldn't fall off and the scepter and the orb would still stay in her in her hands when she was she was being crowned. No, I, I imagine we you know when you're walking, you're dealing with these heavy things, whether you're carrying, you know, if, if it's on your head, you know, you have to be, you know, from what from what we see on the outside, if we see pictures, videos, you know, it's like perfect posture, and you know, they can't be, you know, the, their faces, it has to be Everything. very proper, you know, very to the T, you know, right on the money. But 
probably deep down they're like, oh my gosh, how much longer till I could sit down? Because this is like a hundred pounds. It's like walk, <laughs> sure. it's like a I'm soldier sure walking with like oh like a big backpack and you know all these other heavy <laughs> things. They have to like fifty pounds oh, to lug true. around. That's so true. Oh my gosh. The thing is, think about how many people are watching. Right. Millions and millions and millions of people. And you can't think that way when you're walking right. down there. And what you're representing, you forget the people who are watching, you know, you're representing, you know, something that is, you know, very important to a lot of people. Yes, yes. And, you know, my heart goes out to her right now with the loss of her, her spouse. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, very, very sad, we were, very, we were very sad close. to hear. Absolutely. Um, very sad, yes. But I remember um, getting back to the coronation. Yeah. All I could really see as a small child was the top of everybody's head. <laughs> they were all wearing beautiful hats, and I was wearing a hat also, even as a small child. Um, but they, <laughs> the hats were just beautiful, and I, I would look at those, you know, and, and think how pretty they were. And then, of course, my eyes would go back onto the, the queen and her of entourage. Course. Of course. Someone else that I, that I want to talk about, someone that I know that was important and your upbringing and someone that you looked up to from, from our conversations is, is Princess Margaret. Can you just talk about the, the impact not only that she had on you, but, but uh, you know, other people, I'm sure, you know, your, your, your fellow siblings as well. Can you just talk about Princess Margaret, just what was so spe special about her and why she was such a, you know, role model and inspiration to you? She really was an inspiration. Um, she was very tiny. And so um, she seemed more like a little kid sister to me, although she was not. She was more like a mother as right. well. But she really kind of watched over all of us. When we would have little tea parties, she would sit with us and she would make sure that we were all doing the right thing. But she was fun-loving as well. And I, I remember one time that uh, <laughs> she said, you know, let's go outside. Yeah. And of all these steps leading up everywhere. And let's see how far we can jump from the top step to the bottom. And I thought, well, if Princess Margaret says we should do this, of course, we of will course. do this. Yeah. Being the obedient little child that I was. <laughs> so she stood at the top of the step and she jumped all the way down to the bottom. Whoa. Now, there weren't that many steps, but there were probably, I would say maybe five or six. Still a good jump. So it was a good jump. Yeah. And so she's waiting at the bottom of the steps and she's saying, come along, Ben. Come along, you can do this. And I'm thinking, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> yes, you can do this. So I thought, all right, here we go. So I jumped. And of course, I missed. <laughs> I scraped my back on the way down oh. the steps. Um, and I remember Princess Margaret saying, You'll be fine. You're just, you're just absolutely fine. No problem. Mm -hmm. And and so of course I was fine. No problem. Right. Turning like you can imagine. Oh, I believe it. And then we got on our bikes and we started riding around. So much fun. Yeah. It's a, that's just yeah. That, that's just like the the queen. You know, having all the heavy things around her. Oh, I'm fine. It's not heavy at all. But deep down, you're like, no, it's so heavy. And you're like, no, oh, I'm fine. But no, my back is killing me. Exactly. And it's fun to look back on those memories. Oh, yeah. I still have a little bit of a scar from... Oh, I believe it. But you got a cool story. 
cool Such story. Such a memory. Yeah, quite a memory with, with the story. You can be like, you know how I got this scar? Princess Margaret said I could do it. I couldn't do it. I wasn't fine, but I was fine because Princess Margaret exactly. said so. <laughs> But, you know, if I look back on it now, I just laugh and think how fun that was and how silly I was to just take the word of anybody that I could do this. But, you know, I I was kind of a go-getter, too, so... That's great. And, and you, yeah, like you, know. you said, obedient little child. You're like, Princess Margaret says so. You're like, all right, let's oh, do this. Absolutely. Because she was just really like a mother figure. Yeah. And mommy says something. You, you do, do it. it. That's right. That's that's awesome. That's so fun. It, it's it reminds me of all of the because like you know I grew up. I'm only 23, so I grew up in the, you know era. You know you know things are a little bit. I don't know if you want to call it you know softer. You know not as hardcore as they were back in the day. But she just sounds like probably any other mother or parent of that time. It's like oh you don't know you don't know how to swim. We're not going to get you swimming lessons. We're just going to throw you in the water and you're going to figure it out. And she's like you know, oh that little scrape. You're that fine. That actually happened to me. Yeah. I was sitting at the edge of the pool. Uh-huh. I was thrown in the pool by someone who I really don't know. Yeah. And uh, sink or swim. Yeah. And I learned. Yeah. <laughs> I learned and then you, lear- you learned so, real quick. It's like drown or learn how to swim. I think I'm going to try to learn how to swim. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Something yeah. else that I something else that I think is really cool, you know, we, we've talked, we've referenced, you know, queens and princesses. I think that's like the coolest thing because, you know, here in America, especially we see, you know, movies, TV show, pop culture, right? We see these, whether they're, you know, real, we look over at, you know, and, you know, where, where, where you grew up, like, okay, those are the real Kings and Queens, but we see it, you know, it's peddled to us on TV, whether it's movies, TV, documentaries, we see Kings, Queens, Princes, all these things, all these titles. And, you know, as I've grown older, I'm like, oh, there are people with those real titles. Is it? As cool as I think it is, because I think it's like one of the coolest things ever to be like a king or a queen, to have that title. I mean, that's that's pretty cool, right? It is, but there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with that. Yeah. You're really pretty much giving up your life. Wow. And you're doing everything that the agenda says for you today to do on that particular day. You don't have a choice. Right. This is what you're going to wear. This is what you're going to say. This is who you're going to meet. Uh, But thinking about it, just to have a title really doesn't do any more than just being an ordinary person other than you're losing your life for your country. Right. And you're doing what you have to do. And that's one thing I really commend the queen for doing. She has not stepped away. She has done everything to serve her people. And how wonderful. What what wonderful memories everyone has of her and and will have yeah. uh, when her her time is is up. Right. Yeah. No. That's that's a lot of sacrifice. And 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 you know again, kind of going to America versus England, the way that we look at things. You know, I think about here. Right. We whether it's good or bad, it's just kind of what the reality is. We look up to you know sports stars. Uh, you know, celebrities, actors, actresses, pe- people like that. In England, you know, are the people that are looked up to, are they, you know, are, are the kings and queens, you know, are they like the biggest celebrities in, you know, I don't know if celebrity is the right word, but, you know, are they the, you know, the public figures that are looked up to kind of like how we do here in the States where, you know, this sports guy is our hero or this actor, you know, is my hero, my, you know, role, quote unquote role model. 
is, you know, are the kings and queens and princess princes and princesses, are those kind of our version of like the sports stars and, and, and celebrities in England? Very much so. They are, they are definitely looked up to and respected uh, for the most part. And they should be. Right. Just like we respect our folk here. But being English, I definitely respect those that are above me and below me, really. I mean, I have respect for everyone because we have to be ourselves. We cannot try to be something we are not. So as long as we are ourselves, whether we have a title or not, that's all we have to worry about. That's right. And, and can, can you talk about some of the things, you know, this is kind of sparked a little question here, you know, the things that you learned, because obviously, you know, you weren't a queen, you aren't a queen, but, you know, still, you know, growing up and being around that and being around those people, you know, being associated, I'm sure, you know, you just have to carry yourself a certain way as well. So what were some of those things that you really remember learning as a kid? You know, was it just the way you you walk, you, you, you greet people, uh, you know, you, when you send people off, you know, when, when you walk into a room, what are those things that you learned that, you know, maybe people on the outside, you know, I, this is a curiosity thing for me, you know, these are things that I don't really know. So can you drop some, drop some knowledge on us here, Anne? <laughs> yes. And I think from day one, we are taught uh, manners, um, how to hold a fork, we would never think of putting the fork down after we got some food on it and shove it in our mouth. Right. Uh, everything was done very precisely. There's a fish fork. We use the fish fork for fish. We use the, the um, spoon and the fork when we're eating dessert. Uh, and you know, you're nodding, but I bet you've never used a fork and a spoon to eat dessert. You probably just use one or the other. I just, you know, when, when dessert comes, I'm so ready for dessert. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if I use one or the other. I just know I use my mouth. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and then it ends up all over the place. And then I use, right. I, I use my mouth right. and then I use the napkin to wipe it all off of my mouth. That's what I do. But we did need to know how to sit. That was very important. You cross your legs, you put them toward the side if you're a woman. Um, and how to, as we got older, how to apply makeup, the kinds of clothes that we should be wearing for different occasions, um, the types of friends that we should have and not have. And there's just a myriad of things that, that one learns and you don't really think about it because as you have learned those things, then you carry them out and it doesn't become a difficult thing. It's just part of your upbringing. Right. So, but there are, there are many, many things and how you greet someone, how do you do? And I will say that quite often to people here and they sort of look at me like, what do you mean, how do what? I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my, my mother saying to me, when you are introduced to someone, you say, um, how, how are you? Or how do you do? Um, how are you? You always come back with that question for them as well because yeah. you want to make it balanced. Of course. And I remember uh, my mother actually saying to me, because I don't remember this myself, but I was about maybe three and I was introduced to someone and I, <laughs> I was asked, how are you? And I said, I saw all right. Is you all right? Belly well, thank you. Or belly well, thank you. Yeah. 
right? Because you are right. Oh, well, thank you. Yep. <laughs> so like I put that. the whole thing together. Right. I could remember the whole statement. <laughs> and of course, my mother was absolutely horrified. <laughs> She's like... Horrified. Yeah. The time I've been teaching you how to do things and you come up with this. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I cannot believe it. Yes. Oh, my But God. I was very shy um, yeah. when I went to school. And I was always asked to read in front of the class because they enjoyed listening to my English accent. Yeah. Which I have lost most of it. And uh, I, I would be really shy about reading. Yeah. I would think that people were going to make fun of, of my accent. Right. Child, that's the terrible thing. Right. And even though it was a private school, um, you just feel you know, a little bit on the spot. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But the funny thing about it is when I was asked to sing, which was quite often in school. But you were comfortable with singing. I was very comfortable ah, with that. Interesting. I would be the first to volunteer. Would somebody like to sing? Would somebody like to speak yeah um, no I don't want to speak but I'll sing <laughs> yeah can I sing it can I sing this chapter <laughs> yes can I, can I sing the words <laughs> can I sing the words you know, I would work. yeah you're like an actor you know I feel you know I'm making a choice here to where you know these words they could be read but I think what the scene is calling for is for them to be sung. I want to sing the words. <laughs> exactly. the, the teacher has to be so like uh, okay <laughs> so let me sing let please me sing, I'm dude. terrified Oh, that's great. That kind of reminds me of like uh, comedians. I know this one comedian that I really like and you know, he's a comedian. He's up on stage with a microphone. It's just him up there. You you wouldn't think those people would be introverted and, and not great at small talk, but he goes, I'm an introvert. I'm terrible at small talk. And they're like, but Mark, you know, you get up and you do this. They're like, well, this is something that's script scripted, rehearsed a bunch of times. And, yes. and if you yell something at me, you get kicked out. I'm like, you know what I mean? You know, it's a one way, exactly. it's a one way conversation. I can barely see you people. It's dark out there. I'm like, you know what? Yes. That kind of makes sense. So when you say I'm terrified of reading, but I'm much more comfortable singing, I totally get what you're talking about. Yes. But you know, funnily enough, I have done many, many plays uh -huh. and musicals so that I could sing as well as, as speak. And that was a lot of fun. And I think that got me out of the uh, the rut, shall yeah. we say, of not being able to speak in front of people. Because, of course, as a teacher, one does that. And no matter where you are, you're speaking. Absolutely. So I have learned how to be comfortable speaking just as well as I've learned to be comfortable singing. So, so Anne, but before we wrap up here, we kind of, we kind of touched at it at, at the top of this, you know, with your work with kids and educating them. But I, but I, I, I want to get to this, too. You also have... You've authored some children's books, which I think is really, really cool. Can you kind of talk about why you decided to, to do that? You know, how you got started in that? And I understand, you know, they all have sort of a theme. They're all like life lessons and teachings and, and things like that, right? Kind of building a good foundation for, for how to live your life. So you, can you talk about, you know, doing that, how you got started and, and how much you've enjoyed yes, it? Yes, I'd love to. Yeah. Being here in America, and this is no put down on Americans, but because of my upbringing, which was so do this, do this, do this, uh, things were quite different here. And I was very surprised when I initially moved to Canada and then to the United States. Uh, I saw a lot of disrespect and it amazed me. And so I thought, I think I'm going to write some books about uh, morality, about um, being 
uh, uh, well, what's a good word? Let's see. Um, just being obedient. Right. And following um, the rules. Right. Which are important to yeah. some degree, to most degree. Right. So I have written five um, books, and they do have moral values how to behave in a store. You don't touch everything. Right. And if you are good, excuse me, if you are good and you don't touch everything, then maybe we can buy you something right. at the of the day. So of course that was nice and I was, you know, ready to, to, to do that as well. So I thought, I'm gonna put those things down in books so that perhaps we can make uh, teaching for parents because a lot of times Let's face it. You have a baby. What do you do with it? Yeah. It's it's all new. Very, right. very new. And as the child grows, what do we do? How do we make these, these kiddos of ours uh, special people? What can we teach them? How can we make them um, the best that they possibly can be? And so I, I wrote these books thinking that it would be helpful, perhaps, to parents and also for children to be able to snuggle up with their parents and have the parents read to them so that they can get some moralistic value from from the readings. Yeah. So hopefully they they will. Yeah, I think that's so important because a lot of the times, you know, I, I don't think, you know, sometimes if you see, you know, maybe, you know, in this instance, right, maybe a kid that isn't polite, doesn't have all the manners, I don't think a lot of the times, I would say most of the times, it isn't the parents teaching them to not be polite. It's just maybe the parents didn't grow up. I mean, it's kind of a generational thing. If they didn't, weren't taught that growing Definitely. up, you know, and it's not just, you know, in, in their knowledge, you know, they're like, well, my parents didn't do it. I turned out okay. Why would I teach it to my kids? And, and, and then, you know, generations miss out on that. You know, there, it definitely is in pockets and it'll vary from household to household. And even geographically, you know, I would say, you know, the South, you still have more of that, you know, yes, ma'am, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. Mm -hmm. You know, you get a little yes. bit more of that in America. It's not as widespread as I'm sure, you know, what it was like for you growing up. I'm sure it was just about no, everybody. No, no. Um, that was kind of no, like no, the no. a version of the Bible is, you know, how to be, you know, proper, proper manners. You know, it was just like, hey, we got the Bible, but we also got this other thing, you know, where you got to, you know, this is what you learn and this, right. this is what you do. So I think that's, incredibly important and uh i think that's awesome that that you've done that well i think i think it's very true that it's your upbringing and if parents have not learned it as children and as adults and they can't pass it on they can't right. teach it to their right. to their little ones yeah so it it runs generationally and so i really enjoy talking to parents and how they can perhaps help right. their children i have a lot of meetings with with parents and hopefully it, it'll make a difference. I, you know, I, yeah. put me on this earth to do something different, to make um, good of, of things I, that I can. And so hopefully that will, will touch the hearts of children and parents as well. Absolutely. I, I think that's, you know, a huge different, difference maker. I think that's awesome. Well, Anne... Always such a joy to talk to you. I'm so glad we were finally able to do this. I had this circled on my calendar. I was really excited to do this. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun, and it brought back a lot of memories for me as well. Great. I'm so glad to hear it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure, a reminder of the Joe War Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that bell notifications. Never miss an episode. We are also available 
on Apple and Spotify, the Joe Vore Podcast. Thank you to listening. Thank you again, Anne, and we'll talk to you guys. My next, pleasure. And we'll talk to you guys next week.